0: Hello folks, Dr. Jim Jordan here with another episode of Raising Daughters, and I am just about a week now out of my last summer camp from this summer, and we only did two one-week sessions. We usually do three. Uh, This is year 29, which is unbelievable to me, year 29, and after the end of the whole summer, I'm always tired and my brain's kind of foggy because I've been this really relaxed, environment with lots of love and support and all these really cool kids and counselors and being back in the quote-unquote real world is kind of tough for all of us. But I wanted to to do this podcast on some of the things I learned at summer camp this summer as it relates to kids at camp and COVID virus. Now, the only reason we were able to pull off two weeks of summer camp was we were able to get every kid and every staff tested for the COVID virus the week before camp. And once they got their negative test, they quarantined for those last couple days before they came to camp. We followed the CDC guidelines, meaning hand washing, all those things. The parents didn't even get out of their cars when they dropped their kids off. We came up to the car, took the kids' temperature through the window. If it was normal, we would help the kids with their luggage. And then once all the parents were gone, we all took our masks off and we did not social distance. We were not going to have summer camp if we were going to do all those things. And the only reason we were able to do that was because everybody, everybody had negative tests. So we were kind of like a a big family, kind of like in your own family where you don't worry about it because you know everybody's been uh, quarantining and taking care of all those things. We had the same thing with those um, 58 people. We had about 40 campers and about 18 staff. And so I had a chance this summer to to be with kids in a way they had not been for probably five months, i.e. with their peers. Uh, the One thing that's really unique about our camps, this is Camp Wilokai for girls, W-E-L-O-K-I, is that we spend our mornings in what we call course room, which means that the two age groups that are there, the first week this summer, we had girls in fourth, fifth, sixth grade and girls in seventh, eighth, ninth. Those are two age groups. The second week, it was middle school, high school. And In the morning, those two groups are separated and we sit down the floor in a circle and we talk and we share and we listen. And they get a chance in that time to share deeply and to be vulnerable and talk about things they normally don't talk about with their, with their peers because they're so afraid of being judged, they're so afraid of it being thrown back in their face, or there being rumors or gossip. They even share things that sometimes they don't talk to their parents about, especially the older kids. And so they feel safe in our camps and they get vulnerable and they talk about their fears and they, they talk about the adversities that they're facing in their lives. And by the way, these are just normal, regular, everyday girls. These are not troubled girls or depressed girls or whatever girls. They're just girls. But as most of you would probably understand, if I went into any middle school, high school in this country and grabbed the first 20 girls that I saw, that's what we have in a circle at our camp. Those girls are facing things uh, these days. You know, so There's some kids out of 20, uh, maybe a few of them, who've been through a divorce. There are a lot of kids this summer who talked about their families having more fighting. I think the virus and the isolation and all that and the worries about about jobs and the worries about money have escalated that. Um, There's also girls who talked about past times when they were left out, excluded, teased, lost friends. There were several kids who had lost people in the last six months, several of them to the COVID virus. But they also talked about just the everyday things, stress about college, Extra fears this year for the seniors. We had eight or nine seniors that that, uh, second week. And they're worried about how all this is going to affect their applications to college. What's college going to look like? Some of our camp counselors are in college, and they still don't know what's going to happen this fall. And it's only a month away. So because they have a chance to share all that, they connect very deeply. And they realize they're not the only ones who are experiencing these things. They're not the only one who feels that way which is such a gift for them. And they relax and they don't judge each other and they accept each other for who they are and they connect so deeply so that when we then leave and go to lunch and then the rest of the day is just camp stuff and play, they play intensely because they don't care because they care about each other. They feel accepted. So they get to bust out and just really let it go. And so the result of all that, beyond the normal summers that we've had, I think especially this summer, was that the kids got to let their guard down and their anxieties melted away. Anxieties about what's going to happen this fall at school. Are they getting behind in their schoolwork? Uh, missing their friends? And what's it going to be like to try and connect? Are there going to be sports this fall? They had a chance to play and to run around with their peers and to sit and talk over card games and board games at nighttime. We had campfires. We We put tarps down at night and we would... I'll lay down these big clumps and we would do star- stargazing and stargazing besides looking at stars. And by the way, we had a great star nights that second week because it was like no moon that week. And so and most kids don't get to see the sky like that because we're out in the country. And they got the t- chance to talk and to be silly and to joke around and laugh. We had guitar jam sessions with. We- our our last night of camp, we always have a, a wild camp dance, all camp dance. And it's the kids just, there's no inhibitions. They just play and they dance and they don't care. And at the end of a week of all of that, they look so happy and so relaxed and so carefree. There was so much laughter all week, all week long, so much t- downtime for spontaneous fun. We created a bunch of new games this summer because of that. The older kids, the teenagers, the high school kids, you got a chance to see the, the little kid in them come out to play again, and they just looked happy. I don't think a lot of them had felt that happy since, since they left school back in, uh, in uh, early mid-March. The other thing at our camps, the kids got a chance to learn some tools, which they will take home with them and carry over into their everyday lives, about being mindful uh, uh, lots of lots of practice quieting themselves, doing some self-quieting things, having some healthy ways to express their emotions and their thoughts instead of just distracting themselves with with their online kinds of things and social media. They learn how to focus on what they really do have control over and to let go of the things they, they don't have control over. We had plenty of time, obviously, outdoors, out in nature, which is grounding in and of itself, and they learned the value of that. They also, uh, we talked a lot about developing new interests instead of just wasting their time, uh, you know, scrolling walls and looking at Netflix videos. That's or uh, you know YouTube videos. That's those are fun and they have their place. But some girls are, you know, and guys, I'm sure, probably spending four, five, six, eight hours a day just doing that, as opposed to learning how to play ukulele, learning how to play guitar, uh, learning about photography, taking pictures, uh, doing more artwork or painting or things of that sort. So I, I'm so happy that we were able to pull off those two weeks of camp this summer and the kids were safe. And the other thing I learned at summer camp this summer was I am so convinced that our kids have got to go back to school this fall. That we have to do whatever it takes to get them back in the classroom together. We've got to find safe ways for them to connect out of school as well. Maybe find other families where people have taken the quarantining seriously so that you feel safe sending your kids there and they can spend time together. They've got to connect. They've got to connect. We have to do a much better job of testing and tracking. Uh, the baseball season in St. Louis here, the Cardinals, are starting tonight. It's opening opening night, opening day for for baseball around Uh, the major league baseball and hockey is going to start in about a week and basketball is going to start around the same time. And those hockey players and those baseball players and those football players and those basketball players are going to get tested every one to two days throughout the season. So if these professional athletes can get that done, why can't school kids? It's ridiculous. We've got to prioritize academics too over sports. If, it, if keeping kids out of sports, like fall football and volleyball, if that makes it safer for kids to stay in school and not spread it around, then we should do that, and we should cancel fall sports. I don't like that. I, I know the value of sports, but that shouldn't take priority over academics and kids being at school together. And by the way, I, I saw a coach on TV last night, a football coach of an area high school football team, lamenting the fact that, if there's no football this fall. that Some of his players, you know, want to be seen by some college recruiters and things for their football. I, I get that. I also get that there are some kids who, who think that's their ticket to college. That that's the only way they can afford it. I do I, I do understand that. I know what I'm going to say is, is way too simplistic, that this whole issue about disadvantaged kids and uh, Black Lives Matter is so complicated. And there's so many layers that have, have happened over so many years. And, and... And I don't want us to, to um, make it unsafe for everybody to go to school because of athletics. Uh, because if you're out in a football field with 60 kids and you're pounding each other, or you're, or you're on the basketball court, or the volleyball court, and if that becomes the problem with kids bringing the virus into school, then we should not do sports. I think we need to make that a priority. I also think that parents and kids should both go up to school And we all should have a voice in making it safer for schools. It shouldn't be left to the school district. Obviously, they have their place in trying to create some guidelines and things, but parents need to have a voice in that. And so do our children, by the way. And I think together, I think all together, we should be able to come up with a plan that allows kids to go back to school this fall. The social-emotional learning at school is as or more valuable than the ABCs. The ability to understand yourself and others, the ability to collaborate and to get along and learn how to resolve conflicts peacefully, how to learn to be more generous and kind to each other, how to make sure everybody's successful. Those are things you cannot learn on Zoom. We've already missed almost a whole semester of school. I'd hate to think we're going to miss another whole year of school. So I hope that you all can get activated and go up to school and go up to the district with your children and advocate and be part of the solution so that our kids have the opportunity to be with each other and to be together and to do what they did at my summer camp this summer, which is play and hang out and to be with their peers. Uh, excuse me for ranting today, but I feel so after two weeks of camp, I've seeing the results of that, seeing the benefits, seeing how happy and connected and carefree kids were when they were just allowed to be kids again. We've got to allow that to happen again this fall. I appreciate you coming by for these podcasts every two weeks. In between, I also put out a blog. So go to our website at drtimjordan.com. You can sign up for both those. They're always free. You can also find information about our weekend retreats this fall and all the things that we do, all the books I've written, etc., I really do appreciate you stopping by every two weeks for these podcasts. and I'm very appreciative for all the people who pass these on to their friends. I'll be back here in two weeks with another one. Take care of yourselves and also take care of each other. I'll see you back here in two weeks.